0: This is the Crushing the Myth podcast produced by Talking Taiwan, and I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Crushing the Myth is an Asian-American speaker series featuring stories that make people listen, learn, and get inspired. This week's Crushing the Myth episode features the talk by Calvin Sun. Let's give it a listen. And like many of you, I grew up in New York City. I have a pretty relatable childhood. Uh, I was born and raised in New York, and I had two tiger parents, and a lot of you can identify, this is my dad, (laughs) no really, this is my dad. And this is every day in my life. And we didn't have a very beautiful, loving relationship in the conventional sense. It was very contentious, and he didn't quite speak my love language. Uh, I do like, and my mom, tag team, bad cop, bad cop, decided that I should be a doctor right in a linear path and I didn't have a choice i knew that there you know it's part of puberty you decided to be a little rebellious and i just to prove that i'm even rebellious i'm just zooming in right there this is my quote and corn was my favorite band's you laugh at me because i'm different well i laugh at you because you're all the same and when in college i took it to the next level i became a bartender and not going to be a doctor, and I definitely was going to break stereotypes. And this is when I started getting involved in the progressive Asian-American movement and trying to do everything that was breaking the stereotype. So um, my dad and I got into another argument, uh, just a typical argument, screaming, yelling, and he goes on a treadmill to blow off some steam. I go and storm off to this party that I you know, didn't tell him about and he collapses and dies in a New York City sports club in Soho um, attack. And I get a phone call uh, from the uh, FDNY saying that my dad has gone to cardiac arrest and they couldn't bring him back but they are gonna take him to the hospital. And I went to the hospital and he was already gone. And my mom was, I was also free. And I decided to say, fuck it, I'm gonna live my own life the way I wanted to. And that was definitely not becoming a doctor. So I gave up this pre-med life and decided to do uh, everything that I ever wanted to do. So I became a bartender for life. And I was actually very happy. I uh, studied and I got a little drunk and I made a bet. And that person was supposed to go to Egypt. And I never left the city, I never traveled. And I felt like the whole world comes to me anyway in New York City. And, and the bet was if tickets were under $700, I would go with them and I had two other friends. That night, tickets went from $2,000 to $650, and I was too drunk to realize it, but they took my phone, and they auto-filled it. Um, I'm a man of my word, and I said, yeah, I lost the bet. Go for it, and I found myself in Egypt in the winter of 2010. fully not prepared, and that's when they uh, met me at the airport uh, after that bet, and they were like, we have to leave. We can't stay here. Because uh, we're from two thousand six hundred fifty dollars <laughs> i didn 't read the news at the time, Or uh, they felt bad, and like, okay, before we like, leave you high and dry, you should come with us, meet us at um, the Oberoi Hotel at four o 'clock in the morning, so to the Oberoi hotel four o 'clock in the morning, and then these these Bedouins outside, and they, my friend that was there she 's an Egyptian, she told me to pick a horse, so I picked a horse. And she's like, just tell them that you've done this before. So I was like, okay. Off I went, and he just basically wh- cracks the whip, off I go, and I've never ridden a horse before. Okay, this is holding on for dear life. I am freaking out. I think I pissed my pants, because it was very wet. I don't know, maybe the horse is sweating or something like that. But I have to like, move with the horse, um, so like, that was hurting i um, writing and I'm writing. All I know is just holding off a dear life. I have no idea where I'm going. No one gave me any instructions. I, all, all I am doing is holding off a dear life and I gotta keep writing. I gotta keep writing. And then there's this guy behind me, Edward, this guy named Eduardo. Like he, I mean, we met him in the hostel and he decided to join us and he was like, what the fuck is this? He's like, Eduardo, you sound like my dad right now. And, that, and it started hitting me. Like, and he was like, you know, Eduardo's right. Eduardo's right. He's looking out for me. He my horse, and that's his horse, and he can do whatever he wants with his horse, but for me, in that moment, he's right, but I gotta keep riding. So I just held onto my horse and I say, Eduardo, you're a good guy, but I gotta keep going. And I see then a fire in the distance, all right, and I was like, huh, that's, there's something there, I gotta ride towards that fire, um, because minutes it's by, or something that's felt like 20 minutes. And then I see figures in the fire. and I see Lapin people pointing. I was like, pointing, just, just pointing. I was like looking. So I turn around, and this is what I see. This is the first photo I've ever took with my dad's camera. I started to hear the sound of the azan, the Muslim call to prayer, reverberate through. I realized that this is what I was writing for. I had no idea what my goal was, but the fact that I was writing towards something in order to see this, and to be a part of this was the destination that was meant for me. I remember coming back and realizing, is this all I wanted to do with my life? Doctor thing. That's what my dad wanted me to do. That's not what I wanted to do. But what if I'm actually meant to be a doctor this whole time? Decided to live my entire life not becoming a doctor because of my dad, because of the Asian-American stereotype. Then I'm trapped by the stereotype. Then I'm trapped by my father for the rest of my life. And then I was like, oh, shit, this is my dad's ghost coming from the grave. I was like, oh, I'm playing mind games with you. It's like that poison, Just like what I did with Egypt, I made a bet. I applied to every single medical school that I would go to and not get in anywhere. Okay, I had a 3.0 GPA. I failed two classes, and you know, I, I bombed my MCATs. I took MCATs, low average. And I was like, definitely not getting anywhere. And I wanted to just check that box off and just be like, I'm done with this. I'm not going to be a doctor. And then one school... Said we're trying something different. We're looking for humanities and medicine and people who can like treat patients with grace and humanity. People are interesting people, are not read from books all the time. So I got in, and I was like, shit. So the next part of the bet was to keep doing my life, keep bartending, keep living the life I've always wanted, and still do med school, and then hopefully, you know, fail out and just know that I'm not meant to do it. Uh, And I started med school at zero countries, and I ended up traveling to 170 countries during those, um, the past, including residency, the past seven years. Every time time I get kicked out, they were like, well, you're such an interesting person. Remember, we took a chance on you. You are the imposter. (laughs) What if, you know, we'll just round you up every time. But you won't be a doctor, right? Right? Why why don't you just travel? Because at this point, all these people have traveled with me. I have started a travel company during this time. It's like you should just run this travel company. And bartender. Being a doctor is the closest thing to bartending I can think of. Right? You're behind a bar in the ER. You can have to you have to see the same amount of people in a short amount of time. You spend five minutes with every person, making them love you before you have to see the next person. Right? I'm just making the shit on the spot. Right? And I was like telling them, was, like, you, the attending physician, the one that's interviewing me, you're like the bar manager, you're like my boss who like, goes around, was, like, hey, how are you liking my bar? You don't do anything attending physician takes off his glasses and goes, that was the best damn answer I ever heard to that question. <laughs> I'm now an ER, attending physician and a clinical assistant professor at Mount Sinai uh, and eight other hospitals in New York. Um, and I am the worst doctor you'll ever, ever meet. <laughs> and what it means to be ourselves in the moment. It's not about following your dreams. Fuck your dreams, all right? Your dreams will let you down. Your dreams will pull you to places that you don't need to be because you're not focusing on the moment. Commit to your present. Commit to what you need to do in the moment without the, any idea or any expectations of what you have to be. That's the myth because this is real life. That's my story. I still ended up becoming a doctor, but it's not my dad's doctor or Asia-America's doctor or the stereotypical doctor. It's I'm the doctor, but with this story behind me, with this life lesson and all these... Li- I, I want to just close on the fact that I had a memorial service for my father some time later. Um, his secretary came up to me. I finally met his secretary. He had one. Uh, Someone who just, you know, followed him over the years. Probably was closer to him than I was. uh, He came up to me and she was like, oh, you're the son that always argues with Dr. Sun. You're the son that always argues because he's screaming and yelling all the time and and we always are listening in on the phone conversation. It's so juicy and you're screaming, you're crying. And, you know, every time on weekly basis, like I finally get to meet you. You're like... (laughs) promise me never to tell you every time you go you have an argument with him he slams on the phone he, uh, closes his eyes and he looks at me and he goes I'm so proud of him that he knows that he, he knows what to stand up for I'm so proud that he knows to always fight back and stand up for what he believes in even though I don't agree with it but you never ever tell him that he never should ever know that (laughs) you how do you say that maybe she made it up to make me feel better but you know self-delusion works well for me but anything i can leave you with is don't focus on what you can become and what you have to be just live in the moment commit to your present and just keep writing Thanks for listening. To learn more about Crushing the Myth, visit www.crushingthemyth.com and their YouTube channel, which features video clips of all of their speakers' talks. If you enjoy listening to the stories of interesting people, check out my other podcast, Talking Taiwan. And if you love what we're doing with Crushing the Myth, let your friends know about the Crushing the Myth podcast. Or better yet, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It will help get Crushing the Myth discovered.